I'm, you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie to you. I miss, I miss when we used to do the, like the fun facts and stuff. I'm sorry. What, what, what happened? What happened to us, man? I know we used to have, we used to, this podcast used to be something. <laughs> I'm just uh, I do. I miss doing that. And I miss, I miss a couple of like the favorite stuff. Like I miss talking a little bit, but like now there's like so few characters and shit in each episode that we just like talk about each character as we go through the scene. So I guess it's, well, fun, I mean, but. and how could you have favorites in like Boba Fett, you know? I know that's true. I'm bad batch. <laughs> like bad batch. I'm like, Oh my gosh, freaking end it right now. Just end it all. <laughs> so bad. Okay, well, um, I guess I'll just say welcome to all of our listeners. Um, Thank you for being here at Sabak Talk. And we're going to be talking about Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, part four. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. This is uh, Star Wars Talk for the Average Fan. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me the story. I feel like, I feel like with these, we always have to start with like a general, a general uh, takeaway or like a general review before we dive into like scene by scene. Yeah. Let, you know what? I want you to go first. Uh, because <laughs> because I, I don't know. I, I kind of have some interesting thoughts on this episode. I don't want to, you know, sway you or persuade you in any way. So I really want to know what you, I want to hear your honest yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, I think like the best way I can summarize this is I still feel like there's a couple through lines of this show that are really good and solid. But, um, and for that reason, I think it's like, I it's still like somewhat enjoyable, but like, it's, I think it, it's starting to feel like it's not good. Um, uh, it's not, okay. uh, to me, it's not nearly in like the realm of like book of Boba Fett, but like, um i feel like it's not good but like that doesn't mean it's it's hard i guess like how do i explain this like it doesn't mean it's not enjoyable like uh, and i'm not like fully accepting of that like it's kind of bothersome but like i also don't think it's as bad as i think a lot of like i mean just in like reading a lot of stuff out there in the star wars fandom discourse right now like there's a lot of hate i think i mean it seems like that way for me like it seems like there's a lot of hate for the show and i don't think it's as bad as like a lot of people are saying um but i don't think it's great like i don't think it's as good as mandalorian um but i also yeah i don't think it's like nearly as as bad as like book of boba fett and that's kind of like what how i walked away from this episode feeling okay that's i figured i feel like that's that's that is also the consensus i got was a lot of people didn't like this. A lot of people didn't like this episode because uh, it, it was a filler, which you know it definitely was a filler. Kind of just trying to move the story along. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I actually like really liked it. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I never say that, you know. But wow. Uh, and yeah, maybe as you go through it, maybe I'll kind of change my mind, or you can help me see why. <laughs> you know, my my taste is getting you know messed up. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'll, no, I that's a good thing. Yeah, I can tell you why 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 I liked it or some things. Yeah, because yeah, the basis the basic idea I thought was everyone that I've I've heard is this was a filler episode. They didn't know how to move the story along, so they had bad writing to you know just kind of progress the story when they just kind of figure it out. So they made this dumb it like a wasteful episode. Um, that's what I've gotten, but I feel like there was some really good you know I feel like there's some really good stuff in this episode. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there's really character driven and character focused. Uh, like character development, which I also have heard a lot of people did said there was no, none of that. So hmm. uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just kind of blinder. But yeah, I would love to kind of bounce ideas off you, kind of see uh, what you think. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because um, I mean that first of all, that's exciting. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're that you liked it and everything. I th- I just think that um, and I was talking with my brother this morning. We were chatting about the show and. He, he put it really well. Um, he actually said that in one of his like college classes, he had to write like a review of like some media. And so he wrote a review of the first four episodes. And he said, as he was writing it, he kind of realized that um, he really likes the plot. Like he loves the storyline, but he feels like there's a, there's a lot of execution, like missteps. 
Um, and I feel similarly, like as, as he was talking, I was like, yeah, like the plot line is actually pretty cool. I think it's a strong story, like a strong plot line, but I think there's some execution missteps. I think there's some places where it misses the mark. I don't actually get like the filler. I didn't feel like this was a filler episode. Like, I feel like that word is so overused as well. Like, sure. Like a fi- filler is like, like what that's like, it's called, that's like stories have filler, like stories have, <laughs> like, well, like what is like, what else would it be? Like, what else would the, I mean, like you want it to be the finale already? Like you have to have something, there has to be a journey that leads. Um, I think the frustrating thing about some of these um, Disney plus shows is that I feel like they, they're afraid of cliffhangers sometimes. Um, sure. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, like you, we never leave an episode like halfway through a rescue attempt or like two thirds of the way through at the climax or at the low point or something like that. Um, we're always kind of stuck in like a, we, we, you know, the, the, the arc of what happens in the particular part of the, the journey will like begin and end in one episode. And that was one of my big issues with even the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, but um, Mandalorian season two mostly was like, it kind of started to get tiresome where it's like, we're introduced to a bunch of new characters and a bunch of stuff happens. And then all the storylines close in one yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that contributes maybe to the filler feeling that people have. Cause they're like, Oh, this just was an episode that happened and now it's over. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way that much about this one. Like, obviously there's a whole storyline that opens and closes in this episode. Um, mainly just, you know, them getting into and out of, uh, the inquisitor fortress but um i didn't feel like it was filler and the other thing i don't know if you've seen this but the other thing that i'm seeing in the star wars fandom that is actually is actually like annoying me is because it it gets it it makes it so there's no space for like reasonable critique that would actually push for like better material but people are saying like i looked at the comments on like one of star wars the star wars accounts posts and it was all these people saying like, oh, another episode of the Riva show. Oh, Riva, a Star Wars story. Like, oh my gosh, it's another episode of the Riva show. And like, Are they see- what? And I was like, I was like, and, and then even some of the comments were like explaining it. Or like, they were like, you know, like there's so much Riva. Like, oh my gosh, I, it's so sad when Disney makes a show and they don't even show their main character and they just want to show Riva and all this stuff. And I'm like, First of all, like, I don't even, I mean, I never felt that way during this episode at all. And any of the episodes, I never felt like there was too much screen time given to the Inquisitors. Like sometimes their dialogue feels actually like really like um, too concise because it's like, it's like really dumbed down. And then the other piece was like, I don't like, what are people like, I don't get where that's coming from. Like the people, do people not understand what a villain is? I like, know, she's like, the main villain. Like it's, every, not Darth, it's not Darth Vader, she's the main villain, you know? Yeah, and it wouldn't make full sense for it to be Darth Vader. Like, I think it's appropriate, yeah. like Darth Vader, Darth Vader's level of invol- involvement. I feel good about it so far. Like, it makes sense. Like, obviously, these characters are like, they're meant to be estranged. Like, that's what fits in with the larger saga, the larger storyline. And like, I just don't get like people who are watching this and thinking that there's too much Reva. Like, I, okay, I'm okay with you if you have qualms with maybe like some of her dialogue and the way the character's written like sure like that's that's a reasonable thing to talk about but like saying that like there's too much i just don't understand um where people are coming from like you have to like a good storyline is typically going to show you the villain um and what they're doing and what's going yeah. on with them it's, oh. yeah it was really irritating yeah, there's two and there's, there's two parallels right like we don't we honestly don't know a whole lot about the inquisitors and so it's like she's also we're seeing this character right we just we this new villain and she's we're kind of getting more side of her story we mm-hmm. hear you know later in the episode about her time with the jedi and stuff and all so it's like we're that's what that's what yeah, that's what shows do that is what shows do is they have a villain they have two main characters like the main hero and then the main villain and you know so like i don't i don't get yeah i don't get that either i that's kind of weird yeah, I, I yeah, that was my impression. So, all to say, for me, I feel like yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna stand by what I said at the beginning. Like, I feel like overall the show's not feeling like super good to me at this at this stage. But there's a few through lines. There's a few things about it that I feel like are really good that are carrying it. Um, and I also do not feel like I'm in the same place as all the other people that are uh, not enjoying it. Like, I'm still enjoying it. 
And I also feel like a lot of people's like complaints about it are really annoying and not very uh, reasonable. So I know. Is this what I felt like for the people that liked Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> They're like, why do people, why do people not like this show? It's so good. So but sick. Like, it was legit, it was legit trash. Like, I mean, but, yeah. I... <laughs> Obi Wan Obi Wan has like definitely there's some you know dumb parts which there are a lot of Star Wars stuff, but it's like like over yeah overall it's like it's a decent show. It's good. Like there's good parts to yeah. it. It's they got some character development, some pro- progress. So that's that is I know it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. The Star Wars fandom, man, it's so hard to please everyone. It's, I, it's impossible. I think. It's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> there's always going to be people that are crying and being babies about everything. And I mean, yeah, I mean, not to shit on Book of Boba Fett any more than we already do, but I mean, it's trash. It's total garbage. <laughs> and like, I just, yeah, I think I don't think the two are really comparable. And mostly because, like, even this episode, this is kind of the one that's driven home for me. Like that, this is not like a great. I'm not feeling, not feeling like this is like a great show. Um, but like there were still moments in this show where I was like, even in this episode where I was like, oh, that was sick. Like, oh, this is really interesting. Oh, this is really cool. Um, so it still had like really positive moments. Um, anyway. All right. That's a long, that's a long general intro. Uh, but I mean, that's, what's going to inform as we get into here from, you know, going forward. Um, what are we looking at? Where, where, where did this episode start? It was, uh, Uh, Obi-Wan and the Bakta. Yeah, he was getting Tala was talking to him, and then they drop him in the Bacta. Yeah, they do the parallels of of him in the Bacta and Obi and Darth Vader in the Bacta. That was pretty yeah. sick. That was cool, super cool. Um, I mean, we all we all can talk shit all we want about Bacta and its role in Star Wars, and but it's uh, you know, yeah, it was a cool scene. Um, and then or anything anything to say about that scene other than it was yeah. cool? So kind of something that just this reminded me. My friend sent me this post of behind the scenes of Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. There's Hayley Christensen has two um, body doubles. Did you see this one by chance? No, I haven't seen. So he has two body doubles, and they're both Darth Vader. One is for mm-hmm. the fight scenes, and one is for the walk, like walk, just like walking scenes. Uh-huh. So everyone's like, what the hell is Hayley Christensen? Why do they why do they have him? Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, I hope that means we're gonna get more talking scenes or some flashbacks. So like, give us something with Hayden Christensen in it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, why would he even come back if they weren't gonna do those scenes, right? If he wasn't even gonna be in the suit. Like speaking, yeah. If he wasn't even gonna speak or like do anything, it's like they like, you know what I mean? So it's like I well, hope yeah. I really hope he has something. The speaking is hard too, though, because we know it's James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, yeah. Is still doing the voice. And so, but I feel like, you know, I mean, even in the old Star Wars, the guy under the suit was still speaking and then they went back later. And so like the other actors are experiencing that person as they're talking. Um, I wonder if maybe there was any like silent scenes where this other body double came in and did stuff. And I mean, you never know like what, like how the body doubles are being used either. Cause like some body doubles are just, they're just there as placeholders until like the uh, director of photography can find all the right places where they want the camera and how they want to position everything and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and then they, you know, that's interesting though. Like I, I, and I hope for the same, like, I hope that we get a little bit more of Hayden Christensen. Like, you know, it's freaking awesome that they were able to get him back and, you know, might as well let him shine. I know. Yeah. The, the, the photo, it was like a photo that my friend sent me and it was the two dot vitals were both in Darth Vader's costume. Yeah. The full costume. Yeah. So it's like, wow. you know, so I'm, I'm curious. I really hope, man, I really hope Disney does, does him some justice and, you know, helps him out since he's been, you know, cause the fandom's garbage, but <laughs> yeah, so it's a kind of, I really hope we get some memories or something. That'd be so cool. Yeah, no, I, that would be amazing. Flashbacks. I feel like everybody's wanting the flashbacks, and I agree. I mean, that and Qui-Gon. There was, like, not that much mention of Qui-Gon in this there episode. There wasn't. That, like, I the first that. one. Yeah. That was, like, the first one that we didn't get a mention of that. Interesting. Uh, what is it? And then it goes to, is it then, like, Leia getting interrogated? Yeah, I think so. What do you think about all these scenes? Do we have anything to comment on for these? It's well, pretty I, I, short here at the beginning, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I, 
you know, Leia's, you know, acting tough. Um, I, I, I do like, you know, that she's this independent girl and, you know, she is still a child. So like we can, you know, forgive her for, um, you know, some things or whatever, but like, I feel like overall she does so good at, at portraying Leia, like how, like you can see like a future Leia in her, um, which I think is cool. And I just like that she kind of understands the inquisitors are bad. She doesn't really get why, but she just knows that she's not going to, you know, give up this information. Um, and she's not going to listen to Reva when she's like, you know, they're, they're going to, they left you. They're, they're going to abandon you and stuff. So it's like, she understands the concept of, even though, you know, we had that last episode in the last episode, her dialogue of, yeah, but you know, the empire is good, right? Like my dad's mm-hmm. trying to help out the empire and stuff. So it's like, she understands mm-hmm. that at least Reva is bad. And she maybe doesn't quite get all the comp- complexities of it, but she understands who's good and who's at least, you know, bad. So I, I, I do like that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate as well that they're kind of like, it feels like a little bit of an ode to, um, you know, the original Leia that she's so resistant to interrogation, you know, and all that and kind of yeah, testy. That- yeah, that was cool too. And, and they did that, and maybe in a later scene, but they did that, like yeah. that force. She was trying to force, uh, use the force on her, and she couldn't get it. I was like, that's so cool. You know, it's like she doesn't yeah. know she has the force ability, but yeah, that's definitely what is helping her not get, you know, get attacked through the like the through the force. Yeah, I was curious. Like, I was kind of worried that, or just like kind of had a thought of like, you know, what if Reva like realizes that like, you know. Leia has like a higher midichlorian count or like a higher force sensitivity. <laughs> Did they test her blood? <laughs> I know they like figure out that, I mean, that wouldn't be consistent with Canon. So I, mean, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it kind of felt like it could have happened. Um, even through the force, like using the force on her, you think maybe she'd be able to sense it, but I don't I know. know. She's so powerful though. It's masked, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Who knows? Um, I did see this post though too, that said, because everyone's kind of complaining that Leia is acting really old, even though she's only 10. Uh-huh. But they said that in canon, Leia like gets her PhD at like 19 or something or 18. Yeah. And uh, like it then becomes a senator like at 19. So it's like this girl is like, honestly, she's really smart. And so like, everyone's saying like she's this, this portrayal of her is like very accurate to what's in canon. She's very smart. She knows what she's doing. She's like very educated. So mm-hmm. just like kind of thought, thoughts on that one. Yeah. Kind of like a genius. She's kind of like a genius. Like, and obviously, and obviously she also has like the midichlorian count. She has like the force. And so like, you know, I mean, it it makes sense to me that she's like acting older than like a typical 10 year old that that hasn't bothered me. I feel like we're, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like these opening scenes like weren't super noteworthy. Yeah. They they go to the, they go during the rebel rebel base and they have like, you know, O'Shea Jackson shows up Yeah, um, and they're, and then they're talking about, we need to go get her. And they're kind of resistant. So like, what, what did you, th- what did you think of that? Yeah, it, it was interesting. Like, cause it kind of had some moments where I kind of liked it. I was like, Oh, interesting. Like um, I think he had a line that I thought was interesting about, you know, that it's, it sounds like this like group, the path or whatever, like they're part of their focus, like is a direct response to the inquisitors that like, they're kind of, trying to get force sensitive people and like former Jedi safe and to move them around. Um, and I think that's like a really interesting, like idea for like sort of how the, you know, parts of the rebel Alliance are starting is like through that connection back to like force users and uh, Jedi and stuff. Um, and so, I mean, you get some interesting stuff there. He's a good actor. He's a good uh, performer. Um, I thought that some of the dialogue here was like kind of like weird, like it felt kind of forced like, especially like when the, the subject like kind of switched like really quick or um, no, how do I say this? Like, it, it felt like kind of cliche and kind of just like contrived when like Obi-Wan was like, um, you have no, I, you can't imagine what the empire is capable of. And yeah. immediately, immediately yeah. I had the thought of like, what are you talking about Obi-Wan? And then I was like, oh, maybe that's Obi-Wan's character. Like, he's just like so unaware of other people's experiences that, yeah. and this is also that, that sort of that arrogant Obi-Wan coming out a little bit. Uh-huh. But then I thought that um, Roken, the character, I thought his response was like kind of like weird where he was like, you know, started talking about his wife and stuff. It felt a little bit like cliche. And and then like the whole thing just kind of felt weird from there. Uh, and then obviously, I don't know, it, it just all kind of, I don't know, a lot of the dialogue felt kind of weird after that. Like it was kind of, kind of felt choppy. Um, 
Also, the what is it? The inquisitor. What is? What do you say? Fort Fortress Inquisitorius. No, dude, that was the weirdest name. <laughs> well, I think like it was mouthful, supposed to be. Dude. I think it was supposed to be funny. Like I think it was supposed to be like a funny line, and I was like, oh, uh, what the heck? Fort yeah, Fortress Inquisit Inquisitor. Yeah, whatever. It was. I think that's what he said. I was like, that's kind of weird. Um. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. I yeah, I kind of agree. I definitely felt like there were some topic parts in that that dialogue. But this is, I guess, this is why I like like the episode overall. Well, I feel like, you know, just looking at past episodes, it's like we get these glimpses of Obi Wan's changing. And it's funny that you mentioned that Qui Gon wasn't even mentioned in this episode. It's because you know Obi Wan's actually like doing something. He's not he's not like mm-hmm. self loathing and like you know, Master, help me, Master, help me. Like, where are you? <laughs> it's like he's like he's focused on. The, the goal, like literally the first episode, he didn't even want to help Leia, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But here he is like, okay, we have to go get her. He knows where she is. She's in this Inquisitor's fortress. And he's like, but yeah, like we're her only hope. She's 10 years old. Like we have to go save her. And so I, I love that this character development is, is coming along. We see him trying to reconnect with a force. That's why I liked it. Like we see some, we see some character development from Tala. We see some character development from, from Reva, Leia, and Obi-Wan. So that, that's what I really liked and why I focused on this episode was there was a lot of character development. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like glad to see Obi-Wan, you know, was finally caring about something. He's finally getting back in the rebellion, remembering what he was fighting for, what like the whole purpose of a Jedi, right? Is to help those in need. And um, so like putting, putting your, putting yourself like in, in the line of fire, when you know, it's like basically impossible. You gotta give, you have to try anyway. So, so I really mm-hmm. liked that Obi-Wan. That's like the whole essence of a Jedi, I think. So that's why I really liked it my second watch was yeah similar thought of just like seeing obi-wan and seeing him kind of like be the one that's like really pushing and like the fact that he's like so attached to like he wants to like save leia because he knows how important she is like that plays in a lot you know to later on later later on in the you know like the original trilogy and um just you know that that's that's part of his sort of calling at this stage in his life is to like preserve the you know anakin's kids so that they can you know redeem the galaxy which is, yeah, it's really cool. It's great to see him committed to that and like really pushing for it. I also really, I do, I do like Tala's character a lot. I think that, I think that she was actually one of the stronger performances in this whole episode for me. Um, like uh, there were some scenes that were kind of weird with her, but like overall, like I think the actress is really good. Like, I think that she like, she like, you know, she's got like the, uh, she's got like a really good, like imperial voice, you know, like she's able to like turn that on and like, I don't know. She's just, she's just a good character. I think. No. Yeah. That's what, that, that, that's what I'm saying too. That's another thing I really liked about this episode was like, we got to see someone like get more insight on Tala. Like she's obviously very high up in the empire. Yeah. Um, when she talks to the other, the other guy or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know the rankings, but and it's like, she's, she stood her ground. She's like, I know who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm higher ranking and she's risking her life as well. She's literally in the line of fire because Obi-Wan's, you know, kind of sneaking in, but she's literally surrounded by the empire. She, if she's caught, she could, you know, be instantly killed. Like, so it's like, she's literally putting her life on the line to, to help, you know, Obi-Wan because she believes in this cause. And we know from last episode, you know, she was doing it under in, underground and then, you know, later she, you know, goes and does that distraction. She goes and talks mm-hmm. to Reba and like, yeah, again, risks her life basically. And Reba sees right through it, but it's like, she does her job. She does her duty because she knows this is more important. And then she gives a really good line at the end, you know, like this was never who I am. Like this is mm-hmm. never who I was. And so it's like, I loved this character development. Like we got to know her and see like, she risked literally her entire life. She could have been comfy, you know, had this comfy life where she's really high up in the empire and, paid really well it just as long as she just does her job and keeps her head down and it's like but no she knew what the empire was doing was wrong she wanted to help people and she wanted to kind of do it you know by, by risking her life so mm-hmm. yeah well said well said good character for sure yeah um did do you know is it like previously in canon that uh this like uh planet or this moon this like moon of mustafar or like this planet in the mustafar system yeah, not that I know of. I think that yeah. I, I think it's new. I'm I'm actually you know what? Um, it reminded me a lot of Fallen Order, the video game. Uh huh. And you do go to a planet, and the same. I don't know if it's the same fortress or not, but I feel like it's very close because Vader shows up in the video game. 
Um, oh, yeah. So I wonder if it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know either. I mean, we should probably have checked on that before we started talking, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, also Just look it up on Wikipedia, guys. Anyway, um, the next scene is we get a little more interrogation and Leia is like continuing to like push back on Riva. Riva shows like the, the little tile that has like the Jedi symbol from the path the underground um and then also we get this sh these shots of like obi-wan in the transport like struggling to use the force yeah which i mean i mean it's just continuing on that same thing of like just showing the this weakened obi-wan which is interesting and 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 fine um and then i mean it's a lot of the kind of what we've already been talking about i feel like and did you have anything more no noteworthy to bring up from that um no, I don't think so. Yeah, I just the uh, I thought it was kind of dumb. This is one of the things I didn't like, which is just you know when she's like whispering in that room, uh -huh. like through the communicator. Yeah, it's like she's literally sitting right next to someone. Like, could they at least? <laughs> and it's like totally they, quiet. It's like totally quiet know, in the room. Could they at least like have her like been more alone or something? <laughs> it's so dumb. I was like, hey, they could definitely hear you. They're sitting literally like three feet from you. All these Imperials are just so, yeah. like, they, they don't even care about what they're doing. They're just like, I'm just here to get a paycheck. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just looked it up and it is canon. Uh, okay. It, it's called on the, on the planet of, or the moon of Nur and it's in the Musafar system. And it is in Fallen Order. It was the one in Fallen Order. Yeah, it's the same one. Cool. Well, that's cool. It's interesting. I mean, I love that. I love that. I guess I'm always just like looking for like little places where they're like, you know, revisiting something that was introduced in a video game. Like that's pretty yeah. cool to me. And uh, this is kind of what I've seen too is like everyone's like, oh yeah, it's, it was so dumb. There was no, you know, security, no force field. And, um, but then they say, you know, they say like, oh, because who would be stupid enough to attack this, this fortress? Which mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I know it's kind of dumb writing, but it, I feel like it also kind of works. I kind of, I wasn't mad about it because I was like, mm. Inquisitors are cocky as hell, you know? Yeah. Vader's cocky as hell. Like, no one would ever think that that would happen. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it, it, it literally fits. Is it stupid? Yeah, I agree. Like, maybe a shield would have been better, but like, it does fit um, their pride and, and, and who their characters are. So it's like, I'm not mad about it. I thought it was, I thought it was, everyone was like, oh, it's such dumb writing. But I was like, I mean, Inquisitors are cocky as hell. And like the, the empire itself is cocky. And, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe these attacks is what makes them later in the line with like the Death Star and stuff. Maybe that's why they started using shield and started using you know um, like those all those uh, those shield ports and stuff. So it's like maybe that's why because they started getting these stupid attacks and they they became too cocky. Well, I what I was gonna say is like I mean like we don't really actually have like a ton of precedent. I feel like in like a lot of these shows and even in some of the movies for like actual like the actual uh, on the ground or on planet facilities having like deflector shields that people can't walk through like i can't even think of i can't even think of one right right now off the top of my head maybe there is one but i mean i i thought it was kind of weird that they even said that like in the like in their like little pre like they're like oh room. yeah like i was like why why even add that in like it it just i it didn't make sense to me like why they even added that in like that there's no deflector shield like there is no deflector shield i mean the only one i can think of is um scarif that there's like a whole planet-wide shield yeah uh-huh yeah now that you said that it does because i know there's like i know there's stuff in the thrawn um the thrawn books uh-huh um the canon ones um so yeah maybe more in the galactic empire era but like the clone wars yeah i can't really think of anything in the clone wars so like maybe later down the line the empire started rising up and they started you know getting using more shields and stuff but yeah that's really interesting yeah so i know yeah i don't know it's, it seems like a it seems just like a weird thing to be brought up and i mean there was some def i mean it was definitely like there was like plot convenience always you know like yeah, there's always definitely. plot convenience and like this uh, to me it was it kind of bordered on it, it definitely got on my nerves on in this episode like some of the plot convenience stuff um it just doesn't feel like it's natural it doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense um but like it's not as bad as like it's not as bad as like Boba Fett, but <laughs> I think I'm just gonna keep saying that. I'm just gonna keep saying that over and over, like because it's really not. It's really not as bad. But you know, it's I, I mean, there's always gonna be like that plot convenient shit. Um, and you know, I just I wish that they would cover it up a little bit better. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, like so. Then the next scene after that is when 
Tala goes through the um, goes through like the security clearance and has that whole interaction. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, I did like that scene. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, she just she's a good actress. Like she per- she performs the role really well. I thought um, she's a cool yeah. character. Yeah. And I did feel like in the in the there's like a really you know brief little shot scene of obi-wan swimming i felt i mean maybe this is just me being optimistic but i felt like it was an ode to the phantom menace i mean it's gotta be right (laughs) (laughs) of them swimming oh my gosh so funny classic i know where is it quite much i showed up right there (laughs) he's like swimming beside him hey (laughs) um what happens after that oh it's just more interrogation of leia and this is where reva starts to share a little bit more about herself yeah um, I actually, I actually started to like the Riva character a little bit more in this, this episode, I think. I know me too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I, you know, I, I noticed, you know, no, last episode, she kind of stares at the Jedi logo on the wall mm-hmm. of that, that and, and it's like, you know, it, it kind of gave her like the remembrance. Like she just had a weird look on her face. Like she has, like, she hasn't seen it in a long time. And yeah. And then she takes it, you know, she takes it and then she slams it on the table for Leia. But it's like, I've kind of had this idea of like, obviously we know Reva's not around. So she's definitely going to die, right? In, in this series. I'm yeah, kind of thinking she's going to sacrifice herself to save Obi-Wan and Leia. Oh my. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of like my idiot's array. I feel like she's so angry and she's so like focused on you know growing within the inquisitors it just seems like she's really trying to like or how do i explain this like like when you get like you, like you break up with someone like you have a re- like you get a rebound real quick because you like don't want to be sad you know what that's kind of like that's like the only thing i can think of really <laughs> like, <laughs> it's stupid. yeah so it's like she's she's really she doesn't want to have these feelings these sad feelings so she's like so angry she's so focused on finding Obi-Wan so she can you know climb the inquisitor ladder and it's like but it's like deep down, she knows it's wrong. And that's, that's the great thing about the Inquisitors and why they're such cool characters. And because they're, you know, sometimes they don't even want to do that. They don't want to hunt Jedi, but they're just trying to save their own life because they know they'll be killed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I do think she's going to save, uh, sacrifice herself to save uh, Obi-Wan and Leia. That's my idiot's array. Dude, that's a really good idiot's array. And like, it feels a little bit like, I mean... It, it's a little bit played out in a way like the dark side villain, like turning back to the light at the end. Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, that's exactly what Darth Vader did. That's exactly what Kylo Ren does in the sequels. Um, <laughs> Adam driver. Um, that's what Adam driver does. I'm just going to call him. Oh, Adam yeah. driver. At least I'm not calling him Ben solo. Right. Like all those people. Like, that wasn't Kylo Ren at the end. That was Ben solo. Gosh. Okay, just like it was Ray Skywalker, you freaking nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that was toxic. I feel so toxic after that. Was that was really, that's really toxic. Gosh, terrible. Um, so yeah, that feels a little played out to me, but I think you're. I think you definitely could be right. So interesting, it, great idiots, Ray. Um, I, I mean, I still think that she's the girl from the that opening scene of the show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a given, right? um and and yeah maybe we'll both be right maybe maybe we maybe we're both just that smart or maybe this is just that easy maybe this this show is actually not that hard to figure out Dude, uh, what knows? did we did we did we skip over the tomb no i don't think he's gotten there yet so we, we oh, haven't okay. even gotten we haven't even gotten to obi-wan's uh sneaking around yet oh shoot i jumped i jumped really <laughs> yeah so i mean there's 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 the leia and reva keep talking and then there's some more shots with Tala and we already kind of talked about. And then we have all of uh, Obi-Wan sneaking around while Leia is brought to the actual like torture chamber. And yeah, that's yeah. when he finds the tomb. And the first thing I want to say about the tomb part is I don't know what they were thinking because I think there's a lot of overlap with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings fans. But like his line when he's in there is like so like it's almost like word for word a line from the Fellowship of the Ring. Do you, do you, are, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I don't even know. I haven't seen a fellowship in like, you know, probably 15 years or something. Shut the, oh my gosh. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but there's a line in there where um, Boromir, when they go into the mines of Moria, 
And like Gimli's like going off about like, oh, you know, all the great things about uh, the mines. And he's like, and he, and, and he says over and over, they call it a mine. They call it a mine. And then Boromir goes, it's, this is no mine. It's a tomb. And like, that's exactly what freaking Obi-Wan, isn't it? Like, this is no. That's funny. Stor- what does he say? This is not a storage facility. It's a tomb or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what he says, but he says like the same exact line. So anyway, um, just name, I just want to name that for, for my Lord of the Rings people out there. But uh, I just skipped through a ton of the episode too. Like I saw like 10 minutes. So um, yeah. What are your thoughts on, on these scenes? I don't know how I feel about it, honestly, because it's like, do we know what this, have we seen this yellow amber stuff? It, it reminded me of like Jurassic Park, like the amber, like, you yeah. know, the, you find like the, so it's like, what, like, what is it? Do we know what that is? I, I have no idea. Like, are they dead? Like, why are they in carbonite? You know, that's a, like the only thing I can think of is because they don't want to, because carbonite, you're still technically like alive. So it's like uh-huh. maybe they maybe I'm thinking like maybe they're dead, but they're just like like kind of like a taxidermy or something. Like they're just like it's like well, a you know a prize hall. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know why I don't get it. Oh well then you are not paying close enough attention, my guy. Like it's obviously because they're gonna strand cast them. Come on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, this is totally. This is totally like another one of those devices for them to do sequel stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's how that's how I felt about it. But may, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. It, I think there's potential for it for sure. It's like, I, I know, like a trophy hall. I'm like, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I re, I'm really confused at like the whole point. And well, isn't Strandcast like Strandcast that you like you use like DNA and like like organic matter from someone to like make them into a clone, right? Like I. That's what I yeah, was thinking. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Strandcast, but it's like, why would they do that? Because they're starting the research so they can uh, make somehow Palpatine returned. Oh, gosh, dude. Dude, I swear if it comes back to that, how stupid. Gosh. It all, I mean, like every show now, like we'll have something that points to that. Like even if what? it's super subtle, like in the Mandalorian season two, like just a couple little shots of like some like tanks and like cloning facilities yeah. with some, you know, like... Everything is going to start including it, I feel like. Yeah, that, and that's, like, that. that's my kind of beef is, like, I just want, like, again, like, the carbonite, those those tanks in Mandalorian, they're blue, like, they kind of look like Bacta. Uh, but, like, what is this amber? I don't, I hate when they, like, introduce, like, a new thing, like, a new element. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, no explanation. It's, like, I don't, like, are they alive? Are they just, like, frozen? Or are they actually, like, dead? And it's, like, like, like you said, are they using their DNA? Dude, if they are doing their DNA stuff, like that's that's that is gonna be this show's done. Like I'm done with the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid. I know it's frustrating. I think I think it could be happening though. What so, what yeah, if we see like you see like a a Kamino and walk in the hall or something, <laughs> <laughs> or somebody with this stupid like the Kamino and like patch or whatever. Yeah, it's frustrating too because like all this stuff is like happening like pretty like crazy like totally different decades and stuff like they're just like just throw it in anywhere like throw it in the bad batch time period throw it in here throw it in mandalorian time period we're just gonna like basically go back and like rewrite and just put it in there that like all this stuff was happening the whole time that for palpatine to return that's so frustrating to me oh anyway. we gotta read the sequels dude we have to do i i literally like looking forward to it dude, it's gonna be so hard because i have to watch them though that's the that's i know i know i've only seen all of them one time like i saw i've seen them all in theaters i've never seen them again just once really i've seen you've only seen force awakens once one time wow that's great i've seen that one quite a few um and then i've seen the last jedi one in like a half like i tried to watch it a second time and i couldn't get through it <laughs> or no maybe i watched it twice and then or like two and a half i think actually i've watched it like i think i watched it twice and then like the third time i couldn't get through it um and then rise of skywalker absolutely not <laughs> i've only seen that at once uh, maybe i'll watch it again someday who knows dude that movie's legit trash it's so bad um okay so now we jump forward just to keep us moving through here there's the tomb stuff and then um and then that's when tala um makes the call to like get you know have the conversation with reva to like make another distraction okay yeah um because you know she's about to do torture leia and like 
Obi-Wan like needs, you know, he like calls urgently and like tells her what to do and, or just tells her like really vaguely, like I need a distraction or something like that. And I mean, cool. It was urgent. It was, it was kind of like, you know, intense, obviously. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, I guess it was fine. Decent little scenes there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, nothing, yeah, nothing really to report on on that one. I (laughs) feel Let's see. Um, what we did get is, I mean, Reva's character is interesting. Tala's good. We kind of talked about it already. Um, there's that scene. There's this scene where um, Obi-Wan like takes down the stormtroopers in the dark, which was kind of cool. Lighting. I did like that scene. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Get some cool lighting with the blue lightsaber and like the red, the red lights and everything. And then we just get people running through hallways for a while, which is just, it, it's, that's becoming a token of Disney plus star Wars. I'm realizing is like people running through hallways in these facilities. And like, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm, r- I'm ranting about that. Uh, for some reason that bothered me in this episode. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. Exactly. But <laughs> I feel like I've talked about it in other, other episodes too. Like maybe Mandalorian season two, like some of the episodes where like people just like running and sprinting through hallways and like just excessive. Oh um, yeah. Cause it goes to the, uh, he goes to the water scene, right? Oh, okay. Are we are we ready to jump into that? Because that that freaking pissed me off. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That was these. See, that was that was actually. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but that was one of the moments in this episode that like really made me dislike it. Was the fact that it it felt so contrived and forced. Like we don't have like any reason to believe that a blaster bolt would break like glass in like this type of facility like that's the dumbest thing like it's an underwater facility are you trying to tell me that the empire like this high-tech facility that's for the inquisitors that they haven't magnetized or reinforced the glass so it doesn't shatter from a single blaster bolt from a freaking stormtroopers like standard yeah. weapon <laughs> that is so ridiculous it's so stupid and, and I, I mean, I obviously it's like all for like the showmanship of like showing now, oh, Obi-Wan's using the force again, you know? Yeah, definitely. Which to me just feels forced. And like, it kind of makes the whole, the whole moment feel more like uh, just inauthentic. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was a, kind of a stupid scene. I, I do like seeing Obi-Wan fight in some of these scenes with people, like with his lightsaber. Uh, that was good to see. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this this water this cracked window thing that was that was pissing me off that was so dumb yeah um and then like this is definitely from fallen order like this exact this literally the exact same for and it's funny because like we just confirmed it's the exact same fortress the exact same fortress the exact same thing happens in in fallen order what you're running your cal kessis is hurt and you're it's right after you like you face the, the final boss but you're running from darth vader in the hallway and the what's her his the girl the 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 woman that's with him Sarah I think her name's Sarah is that her name Sarah Jade I don't I don't remember she she slices the window because Darth Vader has him like his force his force pull she slices the window with her lightsaber and it collapses the water on him and they like sh- they shoot out different like different directions and they close the doors and that's how they escape oh my well. Okay, maybe I'm the idiot then, and I should just I should just read up on this freaking facility. <laughs> so, they, I mean, that's I mean, interesting. I guess I mean, twice I mean, in the I, same facility, twice in the same yeah. exact same facility. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with like them breaking it with like a like a lights like if you were to break from like a lightsaber or something. Like lightsabers are like that weapon. Like they're like yeah. the OP, they're an OP weapon. Like depending on the Jedi using it, they can do almost anything with it, with the lightsaber, but like a little blaster bolt that's like deflected from a stormtrooper. that. Yeah. I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought that was so dumb. <laughs> ridiculous. But anyway, I mean, it's just more like a little adventure from there. Right. I mean, they're kind of running away. They try to just walk away with like, with hit with like Leia in like the, the coat. Yes. That whole scene was kind of awkward to me. Like they walked for such a long time and like they, sh- they like that kind of like dragged it out. And then all of a sudden, like Reva was like right behind them. And I was like, I know, dude, she's fast. So we know that we yeah, know she she's was very, she's very, very fast. <laughs> they just showed her. They just showed her walking. <laughs> ah, I don't know. It was weird. And then what happens? Then the, um, they get rescued. They get, then they get rescued. Yeah. And there's some little shooting. And the action was kind of weird to me. 
I don't know. Yes, it was weird to me too. But then that, and this is why I was, this is why I liked it. Cause like it was, it felt weird, right? Like you said. And then yeah. you, like literally the next scene, you, you, you find out why it was weird because Reva let him go. And it's like, that, that's good writing to me. Like, okay, we're like, oh, we're thinking this is so stupid. This is not realistic. But then the next scene, she goes, I let them escape. And like, I was like, okay, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I like good writing. Compared to the last episode where it was Darth Vader staring at Obi-Wan and it was like an awkward way. Which yeah. reinfor- which this episode reinforces how stupid writing that was. Because Vader was legit pissed and he was about to kill Reva, right? And uh-huh. so you know he didn't all that that theory of oh yeah he let Obi-Wan get away completely out the window because he was he was he was so mad and he was about to kill Reva. So uh-huh. you know he didn't let him you know he didn't let Obi-Wan escape on purpose. Uh so and then she goes, you know, I let him escape. He goes, Oh, I underestimated you. I love that whole scene because I was like, Yes, thank you. This was like this is what I like. This ending was like it feels so stupid, but then you're like, Oh yeah, it was actually part of the plan. It was she did it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's leaving us with like an interesting, like what's gonna happen next kind of a thing. If they go wherever they go, I guess they're gonna get followed and attacked. Yeah, they're gonna they gotta go to the base. Like that, that the first when as soon as I saw the base, I was like, okay, how are we gonna get the empire here? And mm. this is how we're gonna do it. And I thought it was really clever. You know, they had a tracker in Lola or whatever, uh-huh. because like she had that whole moment in the in the interrogation where she just touches her for a second and you know, yeah, she talks like, about it. In, in, in implants the chip or whatever rewires Lola to make her be trackable. So I was like, like that was clever, like really good. So I really like that. Yeah, that is that was a that was a clever that was a clever twist. I did appreciate that. And we get some like, didn't we get like some Vader like rage at the end too? Yeah, he was he was so pissed. He's about to kill Riva. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty dope. Yeah, I love that. I thought it was weird. I guess the part that I thought was weird was like when like the ship was like floating and like shooting and stuff. Yeah, that was I guess weird. it does. I guess it does make more sense. I don't know. I guess Disney's just doing. Sometimes I feel like Disney's just doing weird stuff. Like I watch like some of the action scenes, and I'm just like, can we just have the action scenes be the way that, like, can they just can they just hit the way that like the action scenes in like the movies do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why why the hell is that dude even that close? Like you're in a ship. Uh, flying and you're literally like 10 feet away from Reba. It's like what you just shoot her from farther away. Like, and then he like blows up because she like, and so, yeah, I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It was really strange to me how that all panned out. Um, I actually really liked the scene at the end um, where like the, the one pilot is like really uh, sad because her yeah. friend, her friend died and they kind of all like, just like sit there in like the hangar bay, like right before they show Lola, yeah, I thought that was a cool little scene, like nice, a nice little touch. I know, nice and Obi Wan, Obi Wan and Leia, and Leia hold hands, dude. That's like, yeah, I I really appreciated that because, like, you know, he sees the value in her. He he made a promise to protect Luke. Why not Leia? They're literally twins, and yet, so she's really growing on him. He's 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 loving her, like we kind of talked about earlier. So that's what this is. What I like. This is why I like the episode. I feel like hmm. Obi Wan grew a lot in this episode. Yeah, it's definitely a, a bit of a journey for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're making a good case, I think. I think I think that, like, I'm going to put my finger on it. Like, I just think that, like, there's an overall just, like, flatness to the show for me. Um, that, like, even though, like, I feel like th- this is what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, there's certain through lines that feel, like, really right and, like, feel like they're they're doing things right. And, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's really engaging and fun. And then, and then, but then, like, there's just, like, this overall, like, I don't know if it's like predictability or there's like a something about the presentation of the whole thing is like feeling off to me at this stage. I don't know. I just think, I just feel like it's Disney. I don't know. That's all I can even say. It just feels like it's freaking, it's like Disney-fied. Well, no, De- Disney is definitely the problem because they're the problem for everything because they just want money. <laughs> and that whole yeah. rumor around that, every, like that rumor that there's a season two of Obi-Wan, like why? Because of money. Like, there's literally nothing you could put in here. Like, please stop. You're literally going to ruin the canon. I don't know what else you could talk about or show on the on another season of Obi Wan. Like, I'm pissed. They're going to do it if they do if they really do another season. It's just completely for money. And I'm like, it's it, it's so frustrating. It's so annoying. Like, I can't stand it. Like, 
Yeah. They, they have unlimited money. Like you don't need more money. Like I don't like, just make another show, like make it completely separate Star Wars show where you'll still make a ton of money off it. I don't get it. Hmm, yeah, no, that's no, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's really frustrating. Just do a freaking just, show about Grogu. We know Grogu's a, the freaking cash cow. Just like just, just do a, just freaking do a Grogu show, dude. I don't a, a solo spin-off. They can't they can't do that because they 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 only make money if he doesn't talk. And so that's they, true. That's true. He'll never grow up. He'll never grow up. Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, I also don't know, and this is another thing that's weird about Disney. I've seen some people talking about, and I do agree with this, is that Disney is like so, have we already talked about this? How like Disney's like anti-alien? Yeah, yeah. They're like in all the different settings, no matter where you go, obviously the empire is all human. Like that's an established thing because that's the way the empire operates. Like they are, they're a tyrannical organization, you know, that is... Palpatine is racist. Yeah, they they have they're racist. Like that's that's what it is. But um, like none of like the rebels, none of like nobody anywhere. Like if you look at like Tatooine in like A New Hope versus Tatooine in Obi Wan Kenobi, like it's it's completely like it's completely like all humans in Obi Wan Kenobi, and in Tatooine in A New Hope is like all aliens. And so I think it's it's kind of starting to bother me. Yeah. But that's not just a problem with this show. That's like an overall, I guess we're just bagging on Disney now. That's another thing that I don't like about Disney. <laughs> I don't know. We need more diversity. And yeah, it, it would be cool to see some different aliens. You're right. I just think it's part of the galaxy. It's like part of what makes it fun. It's part of what makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just think it's like missed opportunities. I guess they they started to do a little bit more in The Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian had like a lot of a lot of different types of faces and stuff, but... Book of Boba Fett, not too much. And this has been like all human, everything. So do you have any other like predictions for, or anything else to say about this episode overall? Yeah, I don't think so right now. Um, I, I would love to see, you know, different, maybe someone someone else helps because they're definitely getting help. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see maybe, maybe some other Jedi come in. I mean, they're definitely, obviously they're open ones outnumbered. There's, as we know, there's at least three Inquisitors plus Vader. And then mm-hmm. if, and then if the Grand Inquisitor comes back, so that'd be like, you know, five to one. So like, it'd be cool to see some other Jedi come out of hiding. Um, like Quillen Voss or even, I thought Cal Kestis would be cool. Uh, so like, I don't know. I, I definitely think someone's going to have to help them because there's that rebel, that rebel base is really small. So they're going to need, they're going to need some help, but yeah, I don't know who. Just, just uh i hope they bring something like someone in i don't want to do like stupid cameo you know like a, a pointless mm-hmm. cameo but like i would definitely would love to see like a meaningful you know jedi or something come in yeah it could be interesting i could see ahsoka i could see um cal kestis would be sick i don't know if i see that happening but like that would be really because cool. of like the second yeah they made the second video game so i don't, I don't think that'll happen either but yeah it would be so sick because i mean he literally the actor looks the same as they do in the video game and so it's like yeah it's perfect it'd be, it'd be perfect yeah he that would be really cool yeah i mean and that's a really interesting character like we don't know where he ends up and what he ends up doing so yeah cool, exactly. cool, cool character to kind of think about um you know actually here's here's like a thought that came to me as i was watching this like i think that like one of the things that is like missing for me in this show is like i guess it sort of has to do with I'm just thinking of like the things that like really got me excited in the Mandalorian. Um, It's some of the episodes of the Mandalorian. And it was just all about like, there was just like these, this really good mixture of like well shot and like well displayed action with like these, like really um, just like really cool, like cinematic representations of like characters um and and th- there was layers to those characters there's like layers to the action there was like multiple things going on at once like with you know mando and all that and i i guess one of the things that comes to mind is like you know how like both of us like we really highly rated the episode the jedi um, yeah where ahsoka comes in um and yeah i i guess like just thinking of i guess it's like a really high standard for like an episode of a show but like i just feel like there's something like in that that is like missing for me so far in this show, which is really unfortunate too, because I feel like, I feel like the thing, that, at least thing I was even telling my, um, my brother today is like, I feel like the two things that are like carrying this show 
because everything else is like it, it it only works because it it's being carried to me by these these two things. The two things that are strong are Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi Wan, and I'm talking about like super super strong. Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi Wan, and then like it's just a really strong plot line. Like it's a cool story. I think it's I think it's a really cool story. And um, I think those two elements, like everything else, like works, uh, everything else that's working well and like going well is because those two things are super, super strong. And yeah, I mean, I hope that, I hope that all the other things like come into the fold a little bit more. Like I could see Tala's character, like really hitting a stride and like, I could see Reva's character, like, you know, depending on how the sort of the crescendo of the show happens, like I could see Reva's character being like really sick. And like, I mean, I still feel like there's like a ton of potential for the finale, uh, the last two episodes. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it still. Yeah. I, I, that makes really, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And sure. That's a lot of train of thought, but frick, what was I going to say? I don't know that, that, that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was say I was going to say, yeah, sometimes Disney really nails it. You know, we have like the Mandalorian, obviously there are some bad episodes, but like overall it's like really good writing, really good, and it's like because they take a lot of care, they do a lot of stuff. But like, and then like Rogue One, you know, Rogue One's one of the best Star Wars films in my opinion. Yeah. And like all out of all of them, like definitely one of the best, like top three for me. Yeah, it's really and then awesome. They they freaking do the sequels, and it's like, you know, both. <laughs> it's like what, like de- def- definitely things. There are definitely things that they care about more than like other things, and so it's like I don't, I don't know, maybe because Rogue One was like their first movie, they really care about it, they really want to nail it. Mandalorian was like their their first series. They really want to nail it. So it's like, I don't know, maybe they only give all their, maybe they only care about the first and then like everything else they just don't care about. Yeah, no, I think, I think that that's a really interesting point. And I mean, what, at the end of the day, what they care about is money. Like we were just saying, like they Definitely. care about like whatever is going to, whatever they're seeing profits at, whatever they're seeing people paying for. Um, so I think that that's what they're primarily guided by. And like, there's like weird things that would come because of that, like, I think that, I think that um, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is like a good way to say that my problem with the show is like, and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier is uh, in one of our earlier podcasts is there's like this, like, there's this, just this aura of like safeness in it like i feel like yeah, it's, i can see that like yeah like the way that it happens is really safe and like i think that's why i was so weirded out the first two episodes where there's like these really dark scenes or even like the first three like there's like vader's like snapping people's necks in the street there's like a woman who gets her hand chopped off like there's there's like a lot of like really dark stuff but then like there's like this overall like like there's not like this like genuine risk i i guess i'm talking about like filmmaker risk like they're not like doing anything that's like super edgy or artsy or like um, that gets into the weird and gets into like a, like gets into like a deep sort of like genre, like gives you like a really um, otherworldly feel. It, like it's all very safe, like kind of within the yeah. lines. And then like, they have these weird branch offs where it's like, Whoa, like I'm shocked right now because like, there's something like really gruesome that just happened. But like, there's like this overall feeling of like, just like kind of like really staying within the lines and like not going out of bounds. Um Whereas like Mandalorian definitely did that. I think, especially like season one, you had like these, like really, you know, I mean, I always go back to that second episode, um, the child, but like the, the whole first half of the episode, not a single word is spoken. Right. Yeah. Like something like that. Like that's, that's, that's like not a very safe thing to do as like a, as like the, you know, the writer of the show, but it it's really bold to like do like half of an episode of a TV show that has no dialogue at all, no speaking. Yeah, and you don't but, see a human face in that same episode. Yeah. yeah, you don't see a human face the entire time. So things like that that like are just they kind of like they kind of like they're not safe because they're so they're so different and they're kind of like they hit differently. Um, but they also, I don't know, they just it just it just pushes it pushes the storytelling to like a different level. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I'm just rambling now about about different things. But I think I'll just go back to what I said. Like overall, I'm still excited about the potential. Like I'm still feeling good. Um, still feeling like I'm enjoying it. But like feeling like you know, just just also, I have like another side of my mind where I'm just like, yeah, this is not like super great, but I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I'm saying I feel the same. I'm enjoying it. 
I don't love it, but I think this. Ep- I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel weird because uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm like you know trying to help Disney out. That's like kind of what I feel like. But like maybe I'm missing the whole idea of why people don't like the show. But I don't. Know, I think overall it's pretty good. You know, I'm getting the sense that a lot of the people that liked Boba Fett don't like this show, and so. As long as we're not on their side, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> that's with how that. I know I'm, I'm not an idiot. That, dude. <laughs> damn, damn, damn you! That's to- again another toxic comment. Uh, that was that was really toxic. I shouldn't call other Star Wars fans idiots, but like Boca Boba Fett is trash. The sequel's trash. <laughs> sequel's trash. A lot of trash out there. Do you have any other predictions or anything like that? Anything else? Anything else to to get into? No, I don't think so. It would be. It'd actually be kind of sick. This guy should just pop my head. It'd be sick to see like uh, the rebel, the rebels, uh, like the Phoenix Squad, uh-huh. come in and and help them out because we know you know this is the same kind of time frame as Ahsoka and like Ahsoka was kind of helping them out in secret hmm. uh, as Fulcrum. So that'd be kind of sick to see like Hera and Sabine, mm-hmm. and then it'd be like a perfect transition to kind of like uh, the Ahsoka series coming out next year. Hmm. Uh, so like it'd be it'd be really cool, kind of a quick introduction to them. I think it'd be sick, but. I doubt it, but that'd be so like that'd be really cool. That could be really cool. Um I also had a thought. What did I have a thought? I mean, you could we could see, well, I guess maybe we couldn't know the timing's not right. I'm wondering about like timing with like different different characters. This is this yeah. is such a busy time period for Star Wars. Like, you know, you've got like you've got original trilogy characters, like I guess I mean you've got you've got like Lando. I mean you've got but like that's not gonna happen, obviously. And I don't even yeah. know if he's old enough at this point. And I was gonna say Cassian Andor, but he's probably like too young at the point at this point in time. It's still nine years until Rogue One happens. And so I don't know, maybe maybe he was doing stuff already. I don't think so though. Um he's been on the fight since he was 16. No, six years old. What? <laughs> oh, six years old. What the fuck did I say? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> what? He, he's not a poser, man. He's been in since he was six. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he was. He's been in the fight since he was six years old. But that wasn't. Isn't that imp- implication that he was like in the fight against like the Republic back then? He was like. He wasn't him like in a Confederate Confederacy or a separatist uh, cell. I'm pretty sure that's in his canon. I'm pretty sure it's in his canon that he was in a separatist cell. I thought. I thought his parents got killed in the by the Empire. Maybe. But was the Empire even around when he was six years old? I guess it depends on how old he's supposed to be in Rogue One. Because, I mean, he's probably the same age as Jin. Yeah, that's true. But she, was, she wasn't around. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was like six years old when all that happened. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So he would be like 10 years old or like 12 years old or something like that at this point in time. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think we're going to see him. Uh, you know who we could see? Uh, we could see the broom kid from Last Jedi. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Dude, he's... <laughs> dude, that definitely doesn't work, but... I want to show up to, like, Star Wars Celebration. I want to just, like, go as broom kid. <laughs> just, like, where... Dude, that'd be sick, Austin. That would be kind of sick. Just, like, a total dig. <laughs> just, like, just, like, a total diss. It's like, oh, who are you? Oh, yeah, I'm broom kid. Yeah, the... <laughs> Ryan jo- Ryan Johnson's uh, unfulfilled dream of the broom kid. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, I'm re- we're rambling now, but um, I don't have any other predictions. There's all to say. There's a ton of people that could come in. Yeah. A lot of people that could enter. Han Solo could enter. You never know. I know. There's been that rumor too. Have you not heard that? No, I haven't. There's a scene. In the, there's a scene in the trailer where Reva's like in an alleyway talking to someone. It looks like a bounty hunter. Yeah, people are saying it's either Cad Bane or Han Solo because his gun, they can't, it's, it's like in the shadows, so you can't see, but like the gun either resembles like Han Solo's gun or it resembles Cad Bane. Oh, so wait, I'm saying it's, I'm pretty it's sure, one of them. I'm pretty sure that scene was from part two. Was oh, with the, uh, the fake Jedi guy? I don't know because this dude was holding a gun. I, I was looking for it. Oh, I'll have to, re- I'll have to double check on that. Um, yeah, Han Solo's older, right? He's like, he's, He's older than Leia. He's older than Luke and Leia. I know that. Yeah, because he and he was like in the Empire. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll run into him as like an Imperial officer. They just like throw him in the background. No, they're never going to reuse that actor. They're. Ne- I don't think they're ever going to go there again. Like I feel like Disney is yeah. so ashamed of that movie. It's a good movie though. Like I don't. It's even, good, dude. I don't even think it's that bad. Like it's a bummer. They should that, be ashamed of freaking the Last Jedi, dude. Oh, it's just trash. Oh, probably made them more money. It, it definitely made them more money, but like not. I mean, it, it's the reason why. Uh, it's the reason why Solo didn't make any money. 
And that's the reason why we have this freaking uh, Book of Boba Fett series. What? Because remember they remember they scrapped the uh, Boba Fett movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they were they were they were gonna do like an anthology movie every year. They were gonna do like a oh. they were gonna do a saga movie and an anthology movie or like a Star Wars story movie um, every year. And then yeah, once this once the solo movie tanked, they they scrapped all the Star Wars story movies. But if they would have paid attention to why it tanked. I know they were boycotting the last Jedi, not because it was bad, but because not because Solo was bad, because they were boycotting the last Jedi. It's like, no, pay attention, pay attention, guys. And like part of the reason Solo is so good and also Rogue One to an extent, obviously Rogue One is not as much this way, but like it's because they're like separate stories. They have like yeah. separate storylines um, and they're not they're not, you know, they're dealing with like other villains and heroes and and issues and oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rewatch those two. I like those two uh, Star Wars stories. Oh, dude, I know. All right. Anyway, um, I mean, for sake of time, we should probably sign off here. Um, anything to any any last words? Last words to our listeners. Um, I don't think so. All right then. Well, uh, stay safe out there, everybody. From Darth Vader. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right, we'll uh, we'll be back with you next time, next week for the next episode of the Reva Show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I'm not one of those people. Okay, we're out of here.